Hello and welcome to God's Gym, the podcast where we consider how we can reach our full potential as human beings physically, mentally and spiritually. Jesus said he has come that we may have life in abundance and we ask what is abundant life and how can we live it? I am Mark, an army chaplain and with me is Paul, an army scripture reader and we're ready to work hard in today's gym session. Last week we considered the issue of coffee a performance-enhancing drink, so mellow and warm and tastes so good, but should we be drinking it as Christians? Thankfully, the answer was yes. If God made it, then it is good and for our benefit, but like all things, in moderation and not as a substitute for other more important things. Today, we're going to look at the issue of competition. Can Christians be competitive? Surely, we're to be gentle, meek, humble, and selfless, But how does that fit in with competitive sports? Does being a Christian make you lose your competitive edge? So good morning, Paul. And now I'll be honest with you, I am a very competitive person. I cannot play a board game without getting upset if it's not going my way. And I just do not like losing. Paul, are you a competitive person? Well, Mark, good morning to you as well. Now, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be one of those people who's in your face, I'm going to bring you down type of competitive persons. I'm probably a more of a relaxed, competitive type. In regards to sports, as I look down the corridors of time in my own life, I have been involved in some sports down through the years. I've played rugby and in my younger army days, I was involved in the competitive sport of boxing, that that world of pain that I'm sure most of us have uh, dipped into every now and again. And indeed, you're either training as an individual or you're competing as as a team. And here's a little fact for you that I actually got through to the divisional boxing finals uh, representing my squadron many, many years ago. Um, Unfortunately, I actually ended up in hospital for three days in Hanover uh, Military Hospital. I don't remember too much about that evening, albeit I can remember the military band playing the Rocky theme as I made my way to the ring. I remember the RSM introducing me uh, to the packed-out gymnasium. I remember him saying... Uh, in the blue corner, representing 207 single squadron and single in Somerville. And then everything else is pretty much a blank. However, uh, three months later, a good friend of mine from Germany sent me down a, a video recording, uh, which I was able to watch and I was able to relive that night of pain. So am I a competitive person? Yes and no. <laughs> Thank you. Paul, when I was doing some work with, with youth groups, I know the popular thing was non-competitive sports. It was a sort of what they call cooperative games where basically everybody's a winner. What do you think of that? Well, cooperative sports, everyone's a winner. Actually, what that does is it transports me back to even my, my school days where on sports day in particular, uh, you would listen to the whistle being blown and then you'd run your heart out to be first uh, across that line, especially in the three-legged race. And I mentioned that because back in 1974, I, along with my little friend Robin, blew the opposition away as we won that three-legged race. And yes, Mark, I really am that old. But of course, not everyone can be a winner. 
and some schools, some parents and even some teachers approach this um, issue of winners and losers a bit differently. Some advocate that competitions in schools actually create stress, it actually creates disappointment and actually uh, makes the children aim for lower goals in, in life. Whilst the other side of the coin, there are those who would argue that competition motivates children, it enhances valuable skills and it actually boosts self-esteem and engagement. So whatever position we take about should we just play to be all winners or should there be winners and losers I think whatever view we take we have to remember that especially in schools that children should always be the main focus on whatever the competitive activities that are set they should always be about attaining goals building up the child encouraging teamwork but here's the main point it should always be about having fun yeah, that's interesting because I'm sure we, we all know people who for whom competition really takes over, doesn't it? You know, competitiveness can reveal the dark side in us, can't it? It you know can, can bring out pride, jealousy, envy, and as you say, anxiety. There's just to name a few things. Do you think that's the downside of competition then? That it does reveal the dark side in us. I think so. I'm sure we can recall certain individuals that once the whistle's blown or a task is given, it's as if you just press the button and they just I don't know experience the. Uh, Jagal and Hyde uh, syndrome and I can understand to a certain degree uh, that winning can be motivating and losing can be demotivating and of course when there's a big ask asked of us uh, it can drive us it can make us you know have tunnel vision and, and at times it does bring out the I suppose that the bad side of us I suppose I can remember uh, being asked to play in a, a football match many many years ago uh, and I was enjoying it taking the ball around uh, and my other team member he was getting frustrated and I remember, what's wrong? He says, we're losing the game. I says, but it's just it's just the game which really just added more fuel to the fire, I, I suppose. So yes, individually, we respond differently to what's being asked of us. And unfortunately, uh, how we handle that can actually reveal a, a totally different um, side of our own nature. Yeah, but as you say, adding fuel to the fire, I mean, that's why we're discussing this, isn't it? Because it is a complicated subject. And actually, there are positive sides to competition, aren't there? So positive sides in terms of excellence it does it does drive us doesn't it? it gives us that edge that fuel to the fire maybe kind of gets us to take more risk to, to reach further to try harder maybe to attempt the unknown and and i think in some ways competition can also help us to work out what's right for us and what's not so right for us you, you know i'm very aware that where you know, the bible talks about god creating us with gifts and abilities we're all unique everyone's different and actually some people are better things than others and actually competition can help us to kind of determine what the right things are for us to do and and, and what kind of things are perhaps not so good for us to participate in and there is an argument that competition actually can enhance the performance of all participants do you think that's right oh Absolutely. In fact, in my office, I have a, a poster and the poster actually says, it's actually a quotation from the Bible, uh, Proverbs 27, verse 17, which simply says, Aaron sharpens Aaron. So one man sharpens a, a, another and basically it's depicting two, two knives. And, and basically, uh, when two knives are, are rubbed together, they become sharper, they become more effective. And likewise, when we are involved in one another's lives, mutual edification occurs uh, and so it's good to work together it's good to support each other it's good to listen to each other it's good to challenge and to chat with with each other uh, and so yes being competitive uh, but a competitiveness 
that brings other people along with you certainly is a, a positive outcome. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that's had a high profile in, in sports recently has been uh, ethics and values and standards. And, and, you know, the fact that competing is not the end of uh, everything, is it is how you compete. Um, you know, Paul writes in uh, the New Testament, he talks about everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. And if anyone is an athlete, he says, we don't win the prize unless we compete according to the rules. So, so rules are important in the game, aren't they? And how we play the game is important. Is it, would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And you mentioned Paul there from the Bible. Uh, on another portion of scripture, he says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or feign conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. And, and so I suppose what Paul is making clear here is that there's nothing wrong in the effort that you put in to be competitive. But the problem arises when selfishness arises, when we are seeking to, to take advantage of others or the attention is always on us, we're always seeking for the glory for ourselves to the detriment of others. That's where the problem comes in. And so whether we are of faith or of no faith, I, I believe that we should first and foremost to be concerned with the welfare of others who are running this race of life together. You know, um, there's a, a saying out there at the minute that says, we're in this together. And that is so, so true. Uh, and I think we do need to help each other in this uh, journey of life, uh, whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, but more importantly, even spiritually, that we should be seeking to, to, to gain support. We should be seeking to help others and of course, to the advancement of, of, of our, our friends and our colleagues uh, and indeed of, of our, our work friends. Absolutely. And of course, that, that picks up our whole theme of these podcasts is that it's about being fulfilled in life, the whole of life, and not just the physical activity, but the, the kind of mental and emotional, but, and also the spiritual side of us. And so connecting with other people, being involved with other people is, is part of that becoming wholly human, isn't it? One of the one of the challenges uh, thinking ethically about competition and sports is is really asking the question: what, what are your goals in life? What what is it that you're aiming for? What is that prize you want at the end? And you you really have to be quite honest about that, don't you? If if it's a, the prize at all other costs, that's different, isn't it? If if it's the prize won fairly, then that's not necessarily the same. Is that right? Yeah, abs absolutely. Um... As you said, what is the prize that we're hunting down? What is the prize that we're, we're running for? Um, again, to quote another verse of scripture, and the, the Bible says, but seek ye first his kingdom and, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as, as, as well. So in, in the life that we're living, in the life that we're leading, um, we are pursuing an awful lot of things, a lot, an awful lot of challenges do come our way. I can actually can remember, uh, as a young soldier of 21 years of age, I had my whole future on, in front of me, just like any young man or woman. And yet, at that age, I had decided uh, to, to, to follow God, to, to follow Jesus. Now, I still had my hopes, I still had my dreams, I still had my passions for life. But these were now guided and embedded and driven for my love for my God and a love that I have to say that overspills even now into my daily living, my family, my friends, my work, into, into my all. And I can still in my own mind's eye see that young 21-year-old soldier starting out in my Christian journey and 32 years later, I have to say I have proved him, that is God, to be a faithful companion 
along life's journey. So it's what are you pursuing after? What race are are you running? And of course, as Paul could say in the Bible, he says, I press onward toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. I think that's a brilliant point. And I think you you underline that point that to have abundant life, you can actually have everything in sense of you, you can have ambition, you can have goals, you can have dreams, but you can also approach life the right way, can't you? You, you can look after yourself, but you can look after other people. You, there, is a, there is a path that we can tread that actually is the most fulfilling, isn't it? I'm reminded of the film Chariots of Fire. Do you remember that film? Absolutely. Uh, but, uh, er- Eric Liddell. British Olympic gold medalist runner, Scottish rugby union international player and Christian missionary. 1924 Summer Olympics in Paris, Liddell refused to run in the heats for the 100 metres. That was his favourite race, but he refused to run in those heats because they were held on a Sunday. And that was as he saw the Lord's Day, so uh, so he just would not do it. Instead, he, he had to compete in the 400 metres, which was held on a weekday, but he did so and he won. Uh, he broke the Olympic and the world records in doing so. And similarly, I mean, that was, wasn't just a one-off. He, he could have had a stunning career, probably in any sport that he put his mind to, but instead he returned to China and continued to tell people about Jesus. And he remained there until he died in a Japanese internment camp in 1945. So it, it is really important, isn't it, that we understand where we're going in life and what our true goals, what the prize we really want is in the end. And there's also an element, isn't there, that, I mean, like in all competition, we are judged. And, and there is one judge that we really need to pay attention to. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, as we travel through this life, of all its bumps in the road, and sometimes the bumps come in different shapes and sizes, I think it's right that we run the right course and that we run with the right fellow runners. And of course, we run towards the right goal and for the for the right prize. Yeah, absolutely. Paul writes to the Colossian church when he says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. So there's a real, there's a real emphasis on striving, isn't there? A real emphasis on, on doing everything to the best of your own ability, but do it as working for the Lord, and then you will receive from God a prize. So competition and drive are not necessarily bad things, are they? They, they, they can be good, so long as they're not at the expense of others or the, or the expense even of our own, our own spiritual life, our own emotional and moral well-being uh, as well, as long as we're aiming for the right prize in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I read a, a quote, and it simply says, coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is progress, but working together, well, that's success. <laughs> Very good. So we're, we're going to draw it to a close in a few moments, but I just want to remind you of something that's just stuck in my mind. You, you, the story of Alistair Brownlee in the Triathlon World Series in Mexico in 2016. You may have seen the video and a real dramatic ending to that race. So 700 meters are left and his brother, Johnny, it, he, he began to weave all over the road. You can see it on, the, on the, uh, the video. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Just weaving all over the road. The heat, the humidity was just getting to him. And he, th- this man is a, uh, is a world-class athlete, you know, Olympic silver medalist in Rio in the same year, but just overwhelmed by the exhaustion. Round the corner then comes his brother, Alistair, and he just picks him up, doesn't he? He just, he just kind of puts his arm around him and carries him and walks with him over the finish line, the final few hundred meters, and pushes him over the line. This is the this is the thing that gets me. He pushes him over the line into second place, 
and then takes third place himself. And, and they'd been overtaken by the South African, Henry Schumann, who, who was the, the eventual winner. I, I mean, you've got to be honest, who is the real winner in that race? Oh, uh, absolutely, the, 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 the servant brother. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a memory there, isn't there, to, uh, to, to be cherished. So, Paul, there, there's so much more we could say about this and all the subjects we discuss. And I just want to say to our, our listeners, if you're listening and you want to let us know what you think and you want to get in contact, do so via Twitter or Instagram or, or leave a message on the podcast webpage. And if there are topics and issues you'd like us to discuss, then we're always open to suggestions. So uh, I'm going to go back to Paul for a final word as we close. Indeed, now I started off uh, by talking about boxing, and funny enough, I'm going to end with a little thought about boxing. Rocky Balboa, I'm sure you've been exposed to those films well. Remember what Rocky could say, let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me or nobody is going hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit. Keep moving. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. And indeed, with those thoughts bringing this little podcast to an end. Let's make sure that whatever competition we find ourselves in, that we're running for the right prize. Paul, brilliant. Thank you very much. And until next time, thank you for listening. And please don't stop striving to reach your full potential as God made you. Thank you.